Hello, welcome to the weekly podcast of Succinct. An information source that helps you save time, while keeping you well informed of key events, catalysts, and performance of capital markets. This brief is professional and free of noise. If you are looking for the classic journalistic, future guessing, and tips from self-proclaimed gurus, you can switch off now. These are the must-know highlights from last week. Economic data continues to drive market sentiment. Last week was the turn of Eurozone inflation and purchasing managers' indexes for major economies. Eurozone headline inflation in February was 8.5%, year-on-year, marginally lower than in January. But, core inflation, the measure that excludes volatile items like energy and food, grew by 5.6%, year-on-year. This figure was higher than the 5.3% a month earlier, and above estimates. The European Central Bank has already stated that it will remain data-dependent to determine its rate decisions. Unsurprisingly, this inflation update led to hawkish remarks by ECB officials. Let's hear how ECB President Christine Lagarde referred to the current level of inflation after signalling that the next hike will be of 50 basis points. And that is so because inflation is just way too high. And we need to take all the necessary measures in order to bring inflation down. This is necessary because the mission of the ECB is to maintain price stability. We need to look at what tools we have and interest rates, uh, particularly for the short term, is the most efficient tool that we can use. So I cannot say yes for sure because it's a decision that is made by the governing council, but we have anticipated that this is very likely to be the case. She went even further by anticipating what could be the future path of interest rates. It's possible that we will continue on that path, by which amount each and every uh, meeting, it's impossible to say at this point in time. There is a lot of guess estimates and some people say, oh, it will be so much or it will be so much. We will be determined by data and we will decide when we, when we see the data. What is, on the other hand, very certain is that we will do whatever is needed in order to bring inflation back to 2%, because this is what our mission is. The ECB meets on March 16, and the futures market is pricing in an 84% probability for a 50 basis point hike to 3.5% and a 16% chance for a 75 basis points increase. Other data releases were mostly positive, but with some mixed readings. For example, Durable goods orders in the US fell by 4.5% in February, the steepest monthly decline since the height of the pandemic. Aircraft orders were particularly weak. The PMI surveys reflected a much better economic situation in the US, the Eurozone and China. Equity markets ended firmer, with the Nasdaq Composite gaining 2.6%, the S&P 500 ending almost 2% higher, at 4,046 points, and the Eurostoxx 50 index up by 2.8%. The S&P 500 broke its 50 and 200-day moving averages, a bullish signal for many trading systems. The week's biggest moves took place in bond markets, particularly the short end of curves, the most sensitive to monetary policy changes. 
the yield on two-year US notes added six basis points to 4.86% and is already 46 basis points higher this year. The US yield curve's inversion reached a fresh record of minus 91 basis points, as 10-year bonds are now yielding 3.96%. In European markets, the German Schatz or two-year bonds sold off sharply. The yield closed 20 basis higher on the week, at 3.21%, the highest level since the 2008 global financial crisis. In British gilts trading, despite hawkish comments by the Bank of England governor, the two-year yield fell 33 basis points to 3.68%, triggering a steepening of the curve. As a reference, the policy rate is at 4%. Commodities traded higher on the back of strong returns for the energy complex. Crude oil recovered around 4%, with WTI ending the week at $79.7, and Brent at $85.8. US natural gas prices rebounded 16% to close exactly at $3, on colder than anticipated weather conditions for the next two weeks. Base and precious metals also traded firmer, with copper adding 3% to shy of $9,000 per tonne, and aluminium also up by 3% to 2400 Going back to equity markets for a moment, it is worth mentioning two US companies that reported earnings above estimates, and whose shares rallied. Broadcom, the semiconductor's giant, jumped 10% to the highest level since last April, after beating consensus and offering a positive outlook for the current quarter. Salesforce, the CRM and cloud computing leader, rallied 15%, after also beating estimates and presenting an expense control plan as well as doubling its share buyback program to please activist investors. In the crypto space, most coins fell between 3 and 10% on the back of negative headlines on Silvergate Capital, the owner of the Silvergate Bank, focused on crypto funding and services. It was forced to freeze a network system and failed to file the 10K report to the SEC on time. Shares sank 60%. By the way, there were no monetary policy meetings, and the next meetings are the Reserve Bank of Australia on Tuesday, the Bank of Canada on Wednesday, and the Bank of Japan on Friday. Also next Friday, we get US non-farm payrolls for February which will be closely watched by traders. That will be all for today. Please follow us, share our channel and hit the notification bell. Visit succinct.info to learn more. See you again next week.